It's time to explore the unexplained, to delve into the mysteries of our world and the realms beyond, to seek out the answers to phenomena that defy conventional explanation. Welcome to Paranormal Underground Radio in the Dark with Karen Frazier and Chucky G, where that journey begins. Hello, everyone. This is Paranormal Underground Radio in the dark. Oh my God, where are we? What is what? This looks like a new place. This is MixLR. Isn't this sweet or what? Hello, everyone. This is Chucky G. I'm waiting for my co-host Karen Frazier, but for right now, we're just gonna chick, just move right along. First of all, I want you to look in this wonderful new chat room because it's all like spanking new and shiny. There's a following button right there, so everyone that's listening right now, besides you know, you should be telling your friends to come in here so we can get more than like you know four or five people in the chat room. We need like a hundred. Click on that following button. That way, you just follow every time you know, you need to hear us. You're just there. Boom! You just it's just like it's like magic. It's like paranormal. See, isn't that cool? So, anyways, um, I, I want to talk about who we're going to have on our show this evening. Her name is Anandita Roy. She's a Reiki healer. She is a transformational coach who loves to create massive breakthroughs in people's lives using her unique gifts, skills, and talents as an NLP practitioner and energy healer. Uh, her passion for energy work has led her to learn and master several different healing modalities of Reiki, along with a bunch of other stuff because her bio is really, really long. So we're going to have some fun talking to her because, uh, no offense, I know what Reiki is, but I don't know what Reiki is. So we're going to try and see if we can, um, you know, figure it out. So hi, Cheryl. How's it going? Hey, Chucky G. It's it's good. How are you doing? This, this is cool. I can see Bob's out there. I think my brother and sister-in-law are out there, too, somewhere. Um, nice. I know. This is nice. Uh, plus, I like all the little flipping pictures. And then we have the, and, and of course, my Chucky G thing. It looks really, I look, I, I look like kind of psycho, don't I? If you no, look at it. No, no. <laughs> I don't know. It does. No. It looks a little crazy. <laughs> um, but uh, but it's okay. I, I don't mind. I, I, I don't mind being crazy. It's quite all right. Um, so, yeah, um, I'm looking forward to this tonight. Um, are, are you feeling it, Cheryl, or what? Are you feeling I it? I am. I'm excited. Thank you for our chat roomers and our other listeners who are on mobile devices that are listening to us live right now. We appreciate you um, joining us over here on MixLR. Sweet. That's right, and I'm on I'm on Jim's mobile <gasps> hotspot now. So hey, there she is. Yeah, I'm on Jim's mobile hotspot. Seriously, like at six oh one, my inter- Comcast just crashed. The entire oh. internet in my house crashed. So I'm using Jim's mobile hotspot. Wow. So we'll see how that goes. You are a real pooper trooper, I'll tell you. Because I I, I, saw, I know I saw it on my my phone. Also, he goes, Karen's internet is out. That's what it said. I'm like going, oh no, I can't do the show by myself. I don't know what Reiki is. Help me. That's okay. Well, I that's mean, I okay because, Jim, thank goodness spot, thank huh? Thank goodness for hot spots, folks. I know. Well, and in the meantime, there's... he's over there. He's over there pawing at the Comcast cable box, but I'm pretty sure it's Comcast that went out. They tend to be a little bit yeah. iffy sometimes. Yeah, we have Comcast here, and our router's always going out. And my son goes, Dad, I don't have the internet. And I just go and unplug the power, plug it back in, wait about 10 seconds. Boop, we got internet. You know, it's a piece of crap router. But no offense to Comcast, of course. Don't get me wrong, you know. None taken, every, I'm sure. Every provider has their issues, and I like to always say hotspot too, because there are many hotspots in this world besides internet. Just, just want to point that out. Uh, so, anyways, um, so what's new in the life of Miss Karen Frazier? How, what do you think of this mix LR? Isn't this cool or what? 
It's got that new radio station smell. Mm-hmm. It does. Mm-hmm. Sort of like new car smell. I like it. You know, it. a couple couple weeks we'll have that, and then we'll have to get some of like the new radio station sp- smell air spray so that it continues <laughs> to smell that way. But for now, yeah, it's got that shiny yeah. new radio station smell. Like it. It's freaking me out because... Every time I look, it says it, it, it's usually an hour, you know, forward. I'm like, I'm all confused. I'm like, is is my clock just messed up on my PC? I gotta fix it. I'm like, no, no, no. No, we have a new time too. Actually, we have a new old time. Let's be honest about it. It's a new. Oh, old that's right. That's right. This was the old time before uh, the days of Chucky e. G, of course. So before the days of Chucky e. G. Yeah, there were days before Chucky e. G. There were. So I think yeah, at this I time. Know. Oh wait, well yeah, and and then afterwards, then after a while, then I and then I come in from eight to from my time, like when I'm here at my time, anyways, here eight to nine, or, other, or wasn't that it? You but were not, after so. us. You were always after us. We were six to oh, eight. You were eight to nine. That's yeah. right. I, f- yeah. I forgot. It was the big show first, then the little yes. dog. Okay. Yes. So I'm going to do my best so, in spite um, of the, this internet not being great, um, just because I can okay. tell already that you're kind of popping in and out and stuff, and we're oh. trying to figure out what's going on. Okay. Well, I'll keep the boat. I'll keep the boat afloat. I'll keep Orin with the oars and the. Does it make sense? Does it make rowing, sense? Orin with the rowing at the oars. Wow. Hey, I should have a beer or something. I'd be much better off, huh? You should have a Swear beer. To God. Well, you know, um, you know, what we could do. Um, can we? Can we do the? Can we do the? You know what, Cheryl? Can we? Can we do that now? And then that way we can work. You can work on your little, uh, you know, thing over there. Jim can get the hammers and the wrenches and the pliers. And okay, cool. Why don't we just go ahead and roll with that? Go ahead. Yeah, the whole cable's down. The world gets weird and things don't make any sense. It's news of the strange and the odd. That is correct, folks. It is the news of the strange and the odd. And I got some good ones this evening, actually. Um, this was a new one because I have not heard about this. It was actually from Coast to Coast AM, uh, transcribed by uh, Jamie Bryan. Uh, it was June of 2015, Louisiana, USA. All right, so this is like a transcript of this guy who I guess he called into the show or whatever I was talking about. So it's Ralph in Louisiana called in to talk about his hat man encounter. Have you heard about the hat man yet? We have a new one. It's no, called- <laughs> is it like Slender Man or something? I, I guess. So here's what it says. It says, three months ago, June, I never experienced this before and didn't know what it was. I didn't even know or even think I was asleep, actually. I see a shadow at my window in the bedroom. There's no way this thing could get in through that window. It's not a window that a body could fit through. What it is, what it turned out to be, I never heard of this before, was a big hatted guy. A hat, big hat on, and a large trench coat. He came to the front of my bed. I was partially paralyzed. I was able to kick, kind of, but the rest of my body, no. It seemed like it was 10 minutes, but I'm sure it was less than that. And the only thing I could do was, you know, scream. You you wanted to fight, but I I couldn't fight because I was paralyzed. I was just in fear. He was wearing like a big fedora, huge, not like Freddy Krueger looking one, but like an old British looking guy's big fedora hat. I stopped and did some research later after this uh, encounter and the next morning, and there was a lady I found on a coast to coast link who had been doing studies on this. Evidently, hundreds of people, I guess, across the country, all over the world are experiencing this. A man in a hat. Just to cap it off, somebody I shared a house with the next morning said, who are you fighting with? They said, they heard me. I mean, I was screaming in this. I thought I was awake, but evidently maybe I was sleeping. I'm not really sure. Uh, he just could hear me screaming. Now, I've not heard of this hat man dude yet. Have you heard of the hat man dude? All right. I'm not sure what, um, 
yeah, I'm not really sure what this was all about. Uh, but yeah, I haven't, I haven't heard of it. Sorry, it I was like, muted, couldn't no, get okay. to my it, mute button. It sounds like uh, Freddy Krueger or something like that. But he said it wasn't wasn't like Freddy Krueger because it was like the big, you know, fedora thing with the trench coat. It sounds like your typical. To me, it sounds like your typical Shadow Man. You know, like yeah, doesn't it? I mean, it's the first thing I thought about. I'm like, oh, Shadow Man. Um, so. Uh, but I was just curious if anybody else heard about this because I haven't heard about this yet. So I'm going to have to look into this more. So um, if you see a big-headed uh, shadow guy in your bedroom, then you've heard it here first. There you go. Well, not actually first, second, because it was on Ghost to Ghost first. So, All right. So the next one, man accused of murdering his wife sues authorities after it was established she was killed by an elk. That is correct, folks. She was killed by an elk. Okay, this was on the www.thelocal.se. There's no, <laughs> there's no confirmation of a person who wrote the story, but okay. So a man from southern Sweden who was accused of murdering his wife is suing for damages after it was established that she was in fact killed by an elk. The man, a resident of Loftenhammer, is now demanding tens of thousands of dollars in compensation for being falsely accused of murder. His lawyers are critical of the way in which the prosecutors and the police handled the investigation after his 63-year-old wife was found gravely injured near the shores of a lake outside of Lofthammer. Uh, and it was, I guess it was way back in 2008 or something, but I just found the story, so I just thought it was weird. According to the man, investigators were too quick to assume that he had killed his wife. For months, he labored under the suspicion that he had murdered his wife, and he was also detained for 10 days. It's just funny. He was only detained for 10 days because he just murdered his wife, and that's what they thought. So, hey, 10 days sounds good. Um, then it turned out that his wife was, in fact, killed by an elk. When the woman was found dead on a forest path, the police immediately suspected her husband and arrested him on the suspicion of murder just hours after she was found. After 10 days of detention, he was released, but the suspicions against him remained. It would take several months before police identified the real culprit after hairs found on the woman's body were finally identified as coming from an elk. Police then realized the woman had been kicked to death by the animal. The man said that because of the false accusations, he was viewed as a killer by his neighbors where he lived and he had to move away. Now he's asking for damages totaling roughly $74,000 in compensation for lost income. Um, I, that I, actually sounds pretty reasonable to me. I, I know. I mean, but I don't understand. Okay. All right. Here's the parts of the story I don't understand. Okay. So they found the lady kicked to death and she's dead, right? Okay, if an elk kicks you, don't it ha- doesn't it have hooves? Wouldn't it leave like hoof marks? And um, kick- I, yeah, I suppose, but maybe but, they figured he beat her with an elk leg or something. I don't know. <laughs> I'm thinking, what kind of shoes do you think this guy wore? Well, this, oh no, you know what? I take that back. It was Sweden. They do wear wooden shoes, don't they? Or is that Dutch? Where they wear the clocks? Um, I think you're being mm-hmm. an ugly American. I'm just trying to understand. I'm pretty that. sure that in wait, I, I Chuck. I'm pretty sure in every country that they wear comfortable shoes, not wooden shoes, except for like ceremonial things or clog well, dancing or something. Going to be like you know rude or anything. I just thought that was no like, okay. But if you're going, if you have say say that you're Dutch, right, and you're going to go hiking, yeah. What are you going to put on your hiking boots or your wooden shoes? I don't know. I'm not a I'm not a Dutch person. Maybe that's what they like. Maybe they like to wear wooden shoes when they go down the path. Then if I said they did wear wooden shoes, then I'd be the ugly American for assuming they didn't wear their shoes that they're supposed to be wearing. So I'm really confused about this. And then it would make sense why he the woman got kicked to death, and it would understand why it might look like hooves. I mean, gym shoes do not. Like I, hooves. I, I I got nothing, Chuck. 
All right, fine, whatever. I couldn't understand it because I'm thinking if I saw this lady plummeted to death with hooved marks all over her body, I would not be blaming the guy for it. I would be saying, hey, dude, hey, Mr. Hooved. But, they, but she might have been kicked so many times that there was no specific <sighs> I, markings. Sure. They have like CSI where they can say, look, it looks like the shape of a hoof. Don't they do that? I mean, we do. It I don't know because I'm not from where did you say it was? Sweden? <laughs> Sweden. Yeah, it's Sweden. Okay, well, there you go. All right, and my last... Uh, well, all right, we'll just move on. My last okay. one, Chad will like this one. FBI memo, aliens do exist. That is correct. UK.news.yahoo.com. Okay, aliens do exist. According to a top secret FBI memo found by researchers into UFOs. Investigators at the Hakui Center for UFO Research in Tokyo, Japan, claim they have discovered a document that proves there is extraterrestrial life. The FBI memo contains details about flying saucers being piloted by three feet tall aliens. The Bureau is said to be concerned about the findings at the research center, fearing the discovery would lead to members of the public gaining access to thousands of documents. The FBI memo reports reads, an investigator for the Air Force states that three so-called flying saucers have been recovered in New Mexico. They were described as being circular in shape with raised centers approximately 50 feet in diameter. Each one was occupied by three bodies of human shaped, but only three foot tall, dressed in metallic cloth of a very fine texture. According to Mr. <laughs> blanked out the name, the saucers were found in New Mexico due to the fact that the government has very high powered radar set up in that area and it is believed that the radar interferes with the control mechanisms of the saucers. So what do you think about that one? What do you think about that story? Uh, it, there is precedent for flying saucers in New Mexico. Okay, okay so uh, I have a, I'm, I'm a little confused on this one, too, so maybe you can clear this up. Okay. <laughs> I doubt it. <laughs> I know. You can do the hub thing, so we're going to try this one. Yeah, now, all right. Now, now if they're, why are they saying that these high-powered radar whatevers, uh, poles, whatever, are interfering with the flying saucers and crashing them, their mechanisms? I mean, come on. Aren't they, like, so far advanced that there's no way to a stupid high-tower? That they would be able to unjam the yeah. Yeah. yeah, come on. Maybe it's super high-powered radar. <laughs> what the heck was that? It's like a signature or something. I don't, it doesn't make I sense. No, I don't buy it. I don't buy the fact that our simple little, our simple, and I have those little air quotes, is simply put, human being, radar pole things or whatever, are going to knock out a mechanism on a, a Maybe sophisticated... Maybe they are so low tech that they, they like gum up the, the junk of high tech stuff. <laughs> okay, so that's your official statement. It gummed yeah. up the high... It gummed up the high tech junk because it was so simplistic. Oh my God! I don't, I don't know. know. We have an internet crisis going on here at my house. I'm, you know, monitoring you. I see going here. back and forth and back on, and on forth my, on my cell phone. That's right, because I'm, I'm on I'm his a, cell phone because yeah, he has I'm a hotspot, not me. I'm gonna take I mean, because I'm getting motion sickness. We're watching him run back and forth. You notice but, that he's wearing an awful lot of white. He's like white from head to toe. Yeah, something. Well, uh, so I, I don't know. I don't understand. I mean, I thought the. Uh, did you like my stories? I thought they were pretty I good. I did. I did like your stories. Your stories are always very good. Well, thank you. Yeah, I, 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 I still was so confused about the hood thing, the elk thing. And first, I was thinking, you know, because they said elk, right? Because elks have um, uh, horns, right? Like they not horns, always. Like- the, the the males do, but no, not always. 
Oh, okay. Because, you know, first I was thinking, uh, it, it, this is really weird, but I was thinking, okay, so she got killed by an elk. And it's like, well, for some reason, my brain went to she got killed in the house, you know, by an elk. And oh, got stabbed. yeah, that that would be dangerous. Yes. What, what, uh, first of all, how did the elk get in the house? Second of all, when he when he horned her to death, is that what is you call it? Is this like that old joke that I, I shot an elephant in my pajamas, what the elephant was doing in my pajamas? I don't know. <laughs> Trying to be serious here. So he... he Punctures her with the antlers, you know, and stabs her in the house, and then they automatically think it's the guy. It's like, was he running around with like a pool cue? Was yeah, probably had a gun. You know, the elk probably shot her. <laughs> I don't know. A woman is dead here. Uh, be really good. No, and I, I know that's sad. No, no, I'm not making fun of the fact that she died. Okay, I'm just making. No, it does. I'm it make, is. It is sort of. It is sort of weird. Odd. You know what I mean? Well, it's but like that's someone, why it's in the news of the strange and the odd. Maybe the elk does like soccer style kicks where it kicks either off the side or the uh, top of its foot. Well, you know, I, 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 I'm not, just so we clear it up, I'm not making fun of the lady's death because no one should die in any terrible fashion at all. In um, an elk attack. Yeah, in an elk attack or something. I just found it really odd. And I was just, I actually seriously was confused. At, like, how did, would they think that was him, you know, according to what they said in the story? It's like, that doesn't even make sense to me. So, and I'm then the after thing with the UFO, I mean, come on, seriously. They're going to have mechanical difficulty. They can't figure out how to block, they can't shield a stupid high powered line from their wonderful, sophisticated flying saucer. Then they're pretty stupid aliens. That's all I got to say. Pretty stupid aliens. There you go. Stupid aliens. Stupid aliens. You know, you know what's going to happen now because you, you said that. What? You are totally going to be abducted tonight in your sleep because you, and they're going to, like, they're going to, they probably have an elk up in their aircraft, in their flying saucer, <laughs> and it's going to kick the crap out of you. And then you'll know. You'll know, A, the aliens are not stupid, and B, the elk can kick the, kick the crap out of you. And or, not leave the mark. Yeah, or maybe this is a, the elk's going to probe me. I don't know. That could happen too. I could get probed by an elk. I would just think it'd be. Well, that Jim just Jim that. just whispered to me, and that's after the probe. He's like multitasking. He's on the phone to Comcast. <laughs> He's listening to the radio. Yes, show. We were talking about. The, I I knew we were both going to go to the probing thing, but I I don't want to be probed. Yeah, by that's him. a guy thing. It didn't even occur to me. I don't want to be probed by anything, but let alone an elk. I mean, my lord, they're mm-hmm. pretty huge. You're huge beasts. I wouldn't want that. So, anyways, yeah, so I saw I saw a bunch of I saw several herds of elk. You, I'm sorry, on what? Monday. You, I saw you? some elk herds. No. Really? We, we went for a big, long drive. We went all around um, through southwestern Washington and down across the Columbia Gorge and into eastern Washington and stuff. And um, as we were coming home, it was the right time of evening, which is about this time of evening. Um, and all, th- there were several elk herds out in the fields okay. feeding. Great, because my wife's actually That's, on the well, actually, I don't. I don't really, we don't get elk here in the city. We don't get any elk in the city here. We don't get no elk in the city. <laughs> I mean, but you never know. Tomorrow you have I can rats the size of elk, but no elk. Well, yes, they, well, yeah. I think in New York they're bigger than they are here. They're pretty big out there. You could actually get on one with a saddle and ride it probably. But anyways, <laughs> um, so are we ready for our guest tonight? I mean, are you ready to take control? Because I don't know a lot oh. about Reiki. Do you know a lot about Reiki? What do you mean? No. What does that I mean? Don't, I know nothing about Reiki. Oh, don't stop. You do too. Why yeah, I know it kills people. Why would you know anything? Why, why would you think that I would know something about Reiki? <laughs> I don't know because you're mystical. Because you're I'm a, a Reiki. Character. Because I'm a Reiki practitioner. Yeah, that could be it. And then you sit there and go, <laughs> "No, see, yeah, I drew it out of you. I did. I drew it right out of you." 
Oh, so how do you feel the whole MixLR experience is going thus far, Chuck? I, I think it's going great. I am watching the chat room. I can see all the people. Yeah? Uh, my yeah? brother says, about, what about a, our own aircraft? I'm not, that was way what, back oh. during the alien story. Oh, yeah. No kidding, dude. I mean, seriously. I mean, if anything gets knocked out by a high power line, that sucker should not be in the air. That's all I got to say. Okay. Okay. Right? Fair enough. Fair enough. Right. That's okay. right. Um, yeah, that would be, that would like really harsh all those Star Trek stories if you, <laughs> yeah, you know, no every kidding, time right? they came near high power, like, <laughs> they fell out of the sky. <laughs> it just plopped down on the ground. It's like, I'm never going to get this ship out the ground. Aye, Captain, we need yeah. more. Hey, Christ. so, but, so, um, we have like a yeah. few more minutes before we have to call our guests. We actually have, um, a new resident at the museum. <gasps> what? Well, who? Well, don't, well, don't stare at me like that chair. What? Stop! Um, <laughs> well, so so there's this house that was owned by the Port of Chehalis. Okay. And um, they want to sell the property, so they're salvaging this beautiful old house. And okay. so the museum has taken possession of several of the uh, like drawers and doors and windows and things. So mm -hmm. I was sitting at the front desk and Andy came walking in carrying this drawer and I was like, dude, you just brought someone in with you. And he was like, yeah, I know. And it was just, yeah. And, and so they're there now. We had a thing at the museum this Friday for our last Saturday, our paranormal potluck with a lot of teams like yeah. Seth Michael was there and you know, people like that. Yeah. And um uh, ben Robison and you know a lot of people you know Jay Verberg your buddy Jay yeah and anyway and so yeah several people noticed him and so yes we have a we have a new guy cool new guy is at the it, museum what's it is it do we, did you say his name or do we have his name we do we, we don't have his name yet oh, yeah. he's a little um he's a little manic right now probably a little confused not understanding yeah. where he is why he moved what happened to his house and all of that mm -hmm. stuff. Yeah. And so he's he's not really slowing down right now. Um, so once we can get him to slow down, we'll be able to figure out more. Okay. Well, yeah, it's like, you know, like when you, and I uh, I don't want to equate it to a bringing a pet into a new environment because that's terrible. But I mean, you know, the same thing. With, <laughs> well, no, you know what I mean? No, well, you know yeah. what I mean? When you have a dog's in a new yeah. environment, just they're kind of like frantic until they settle down and understand what's going on. I mean, there's nothing wrong with it. Yeah, they're all beings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, uh -huh. I, I agree. And well, plus, I mean, his house is being torn down. Yeah, that's got to, that sucks. Well, I mean, no, but it's good that he came by. I mean, at least he's over there now, so he's safe. I mean, you know. Well, sure. Thing. Yeah, he's safe, I, but he's, he's just a little confused. Yeah, well, it's okay. I'm sure you guys will be connecting with him because you guys are there quite often. And, you know, we'll take care of it. Yeah, I, I'll be there tomorrow. I'm going to go see if he's calmed down. I'll go sit back and sit, sit by his drawer and talk to him. <laughs> I, do, I do have a question, though. Uh, did Tom ever come back? Does Tom ever... Tom comes and goes. Um, he's not there very often. We kind of thought he might come on um, Saturday because there are so many people there and people that he knows and likes and has interacted with, and he didn't. So you know, he's got he's got his other spirit world stuff to do. Yeah, I know he's got he's got other venues to handle. So that's cool. That's yeah, right. I, I got some of uh, I got before we go. I got we got some, I got some of Al's my friend who passed away. You know Al. Yeah, yeah. I got some of his Halloween stuff uh, today. It was really nice. My daughter gamer gave me some of his Halloween stuff, so I already got it all put up. So you know, if we're not connected already, and enough drives me crazy. He can really drive me crazy now because he's got stuff up all over the place. But oh, see, um, that's lovely. Yeah, well, his his birthday would have been October sixteenth, so I'm thinking about driving out to the cemetery and, and you know saying hello uh, because 
because you know he it was interesting. Yeah. He, he, that was his birthday, and then he passed away on February twenty fifth. So it's it's almost been two years. So it's kind of weird. It doesn't seem like it's been that long, but evidently it has. So, but you know, hey, he's still with me, driving me crazy mm-hmm. all the time. Mm-hmm. So, uh, uh, yeah, I'm excited. Yeah, about this guest, I know. So. Yep. Uh, yeah, I'm excited all about right. this guest. I'm excited, man. I'm ready to learn. Well, some. then you yeah. then you should then see. What? Yes. Yeah, see, you're good. Uh, you're all worried. You were worried that my internet crash was going to. Hey, Jim, what did they say about the internet? <laughs> it's crashed. They're doing it's ongoing crashed. work. It's They're doing ongoing work. It's crashed. Yeah. So that means it's out for the whole neighborhood. Is you that, know what? They crashed it right before the football game, like last weekend. The yeah. So you know. I like the technical term. Yeah, it's crashed, and well, yeah, we'll get there. Yeah, techie, techie, right. science geek, ladies. That's crashed right now. We'll try to fix it later. Why can it crash like when there's nothing freaking going on? You don't even want to watch TV. No, no, it always has to crash when you're like uh, the time that we were supposed to do the show that one time here, and it's on. Boop! It's like whoa, where'd my internet go? I don't. I, I don't know. Understand. Seriously, it was like six oh one, and <laughs> gone. I think, I think there's a conspiracy. That's what I think. The conspiracy of the cable companies. Yeah, as if I don't already pay them enough every month. Jeez. <laughs> we should bring them up. My internet like- cable bill is like $250 a month. Oh, you would think my- that they would make it. You would think that they, oh, they're, they're giving it to us for free this month? Well, well they already well, charged us for it. Why is it so much money? What the heck is that? Two hundred. Jesus Lord, because that's a lot. Jim, because we have a high def TV and Jim likes to have lots of channels, even though there's like, 500 channels, there's never anything on the TV. Oh, yeah. Okay, now, the ratio out of 500 channels, how many do you really watch? Like five? I don't watch any of them. Oh, my. Jim, what, Jim do you watch? does he watch all 500? I don't think so. No, sure. he, no. He doesn't. Know. That's, how, that's how it was with mine, too. Mine was pretty high when I, had, when I was living at home. Um, and after a while, I'm like, it's just got to cut these things down because I'm not watching all this stuff. So, you know, there you go. Yepper. All right. So so here's what we should do. We should uh, go to break. And when we come back, we can talk some Reiki and healing and stuff. Sound good? Sure. Sounds wonderful. All right. Stick around. You're listening to Paranormal Underground Radio in the Dark here on MixLR. We'll be back in a few minutes. You are a waste, a loser. Everyone hates you. Why don't you just stay in your car and keep driving? I'm serious. Drive until you run out of gas and get out of your car and walk until you find someone who doesn't think you're dumber than bricks. Could take a while, but at least all that walking might burn a couple of calories. You may not witness bullying like this every day. Your kids do. They want to help, but they don't know how. Visit StopBullying.gov to learn safe, simple ways your child can help stop bullying. Be more than a bystander at StopBullying.gov. A message from the Ad Council. Do you want to keep up with what's going on at Paranormal Underground? Then tweet us on Twitter at Paranormal UG. Or follow us on Facebook at Paranormal Underground. Meet us on MySpace, Paranormal Underground. There's no need to be in the dark about what's going on at Paranormal Underground. Join us on your favorite social networking site today. So you're looking for the best in Paranormal Radio. Well, you just found it. Right here on Paranormal Underground Radio in the dark. Join me, Chucky G, and my awesome co-host, Karen Frazier, for topics ranging from the metaphysical to the unexplained. That's right. Every Thursday night at 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern, and other times in the flyover states on MixLR, we will delve into all things paranormal. And along the way, we hope to entertain you and have a few laughs as well. 
So join us on Paranormal Underground Radio in the dark, exploring the unexplained. Hello, this is Paranormal Underground Radio in the dark. We have returned with the lovely Karen Fraser and me, Chucky G, on the wonderful new Mix LR. It's not Mix IR, it's Mix LR. Um, we I have know. our. We have had some. Know, we have we had, had some, some hearty arguments at my house about that. <laughs> let me tell you, it's an L and an R, not an I and an R, people. Um, so I'd like to uh, uh, say hello to our guest, Miss Annie Roy. Hi, Annie. Hi. Good evening, everyone. Hi, Karen. Hi, Cheryl. Hi, Hello. Thank, thank you for <laughs> coming on. Yes, thanks oh, for coming not on. Thank so, okay, so uh, I'm just going to jump right in here because I don't know a lot about Reiki, so if I ask, like, stupid questions, just, just roll with me on it. Um, just laugh at Just laugh and go, that's silly host. But anyways, um, how did you, I mean, how did this all start for you? I'm kind of curious how, you know, something like this starts. You mean energy work, Reiki? Yeah, energy work in general. Yeah, in general. Yes, in but, general, how you got into yeah, it. Yeah, it was, it was really by coincidence, but frankly now, I, when I look back, I don't believe in coincidences anymore. Hmm. But I was back in India, I was working in American Express, and one of my friends, she happened to learn Reiki, and she told me about, you know, how it works. And she primarily learned because her son was ill quite often. Mm-hmm. And then she was the one who introduced me to Reiki, and I thought, wow, this sounds very interesting. And I had a lot of family members who were suffering from a lot of, you know, ailments, especially my mom. And I kind of thought that, you know, if I learn something like this, I might actually be able to help them out. And that is how it all, it all got started. So I did my level one back in India in 2008. And then I finished my level two and three here in the U.S. in 2011, actually. Wow, so it really started through one of my friends. Okay. Um, and then yeah. after I did, in 2011, it was like, it was so interesting and the experiences were so profound that mm-hmm. I just went on and on. And after learning Usui Reiki, I learned a couple of different other forms of Reiki and even reconnective healing, that is another energy healing modality. So it's been a wonderful journey, really. That sounds really cool. Um, what what is it? So I was looking at your bio. Okay, so I'm just going to ask questions on the bio too. But what is an NLP practitioner? What is that? What does that mean? NLP is uh, the full form of NLP is neuro linguistic programming, and it is an approach towards communication, personal development, psychotherapy, a mixture of a lot of things. It was primarily it was created by Richard Bandler and John Greiner, and that was like okay. the 1970s. And NLP is really a study of human behavior. And it involves studying successful people and how they behave, what kind of language pattern they have, Mm -hmm. and how to incorporate that and how you can actually train yourself to behave and have that mindset, have the body language, the behavioral patterns and everything, the mindset for success, basically. So that is what NLP really teaches. It is basically a model of interpersonal communication. Okay. That isn't it often used? Isn't, isn't it often used in conjunction with hypnotherapy as well? Yeah, it is. It is used in conjunction with a lot of things, with hypnotherapy, even in meditation, many times, uh, even in uh, strategic intervention. I mean, it is used in conjunction with a lot of different things. Yes. So, is NLP like? Um, I'm I'm going to describe this badly, and I'm sorry, but I I oh, know okay. I've worked with some people who have like. 
had me work with affirmations and then do some kind of emotion, say touching your forefinger and your thumb together as you're doing the affirmation. And then eventually mm-hmm. you don't need the affirmation. You just touch your finger and thumb and forefinger together. Is that part of NLP? Yeah, that is in fact one of the NLP techniques known as anchoring. So, yes, anchoring, that that's it, yes. Primary anchoring, yeah. So that's true. Okay, cool. So you and can anchor in any kind of behavior. It's not just affirmations. You can anchor mm-hmm. in any kind of behavior, of course, negative as well as positive, but nobody would do a negative behavior. But yeah, you can anchor in any kind of positive behavior. Okay, so I'm trying so, to follow. I'm trying to follow along with this anchoring. So uh, just work with the layman's psychic here. Um, what, what do you mean by anchoring? You mean you can take a particular uh, trait or something and anchor it to somebody, so they they take this exactly. on. Is it, okay, okay. I'm just yeah. To understand. So it's like uh, it's, it could be any kind of a cue. Let's say every time you hear a particular sound that sound, you associate that sound with a certain state of being, a certain mindset. Or every time you smell a certain fragrance, you associate that fragrance with a certain state of mindset or state of being. So let's say you associate patting on your shoulders with the state of being of feeling very confident. Or you associate bringing your three fingers together with the state of feeling very peaceful and calm. So it is really just a technique. The anchoring is really, you know, forming, associating with some kind of a cue that is there out in your external environment. And every time that cue is present, you automatically uh, behave with that associated behavior, which is associated with that cue. Don't we do that somewhat naturally, unconsciously anyway? Yeah, we do. Mm-hmm. We do, and, yeah. and a lot of times it's it's not in necessarily a positive way where we exactly. associate a sound or a feeling or a thought with with some right. negative event in our life or with being sick or things like that. So we so we right. can we can undo that then um, by different yeah, anchoring. We can. Yes, we can. Yeah. Okay, I so got a with question. NLP, it is more with active anchoring, where you know you actively incorporate positive experiences with the behavioral mm-hmm. cues. So, all right, so I'm a psychic. So could you do anchoring where it, whatever it's, this particular cue is could help me to open up more and, 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 and pull in my gifts more? I mean, does that, could, could you do that? I'm just curious. You could possibly do that, although I haven't really come across much cases that it has been done because you're talking about opening up your psychic Sense, yeah, my ability is uh, more correct. Senses. Yes. I mean, meditation is a way more powerful, you know, technique to do that, okay. to become okay. more in tune. Because when it comes to your psychic powers, yes. your clairvoyance and all those gifts, mm-hmm. now we all are born with those gifts. It's mm-hmm. really a matter of developing that muscle. Some correct. people have not developed that muscle at all because they have not practiced for whatever the reason might be. Maybe they have yep. been discouraged in early life to listen mm-hmm. to intuition or whatever, social programming. So we have just become out of practice. But people mm-hmm. who have somehow retained that quality that we are all born with, that innate mm-hmm. intuition, yes. they are just, you know, they have just practiced that muscle more. Okay. And one of the best ways of practicing that muscle better is by practicing meditation. Because when you are meditating, you are quieting your mind and you are bringing your focus inwards. And when you bring, bring your focus inwards, then you are naturally more in tune with 
your intuition because your intuition is not something that you are getting just from outside but it is more of an internal voice it right. is the voice of your spirit or soul or whatever it is but when you cut out the external noise that is when you actually are able to hear your inner voice mm-hmm. if that makes sense yeah, that may, yeah, it makes sense because I was trying, you know, because when you were saying like looking at other people that are maybe more, uh, not I don't know, popular, or, you know, or better at certain things, and, and and trying to study their behavior to then hand off to someone else who maybe isn't quite so, and they can learn from that. I just figured, well, the same, maybe the same principle would work with someone who is more open and and has their abilities more mm-hmm. in tuned. That maybe you could in turn use the same kind of uh, uh, thought process. That was all. Yeah, I no, but you know what I. Uh, Yes. Go ahead. Sorry. Uh, no, I was no. just about to say that, you know, I believe NLP anchoring can be used for enhancing your clairvoyance already. Because uh, with the anchoring technique, you need to remember or bring to mind a certain occasion when you felt extremely intuitive. So as long as you have some kind of an experience in your life where mm-hmm. you felt very intuitive, you can always yes. bring to mind that particular moment and then anchor it in. But if oh. you have never ever had any such experiences, it might be a little difficult to anchor it in. So it's always okay. better to, you know, actually associate with an experience that you already had. Okay, cool. Yeah. But the other that. thing I could see it working for with your abilities check is yeah. like putting up a shield or using a filter or things like that. You can anchor those things in so that then you don't have to concentrate so hard to get those. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Got it. Okay, cool. Yeah, uh, I'll try that. So you can just, you know do whatever it is to okay it's cool um now there's different kinds of reiki i mean there's a whole bunch of i see a whole bunch of different ones that are on your your bio can you can you kind of go like can you kind of go through some of them like the one that really interested me was the celtic (laughs) wisdom reiki but i mean can you like talk about some of them and maybe just give us a little brief explanation on the differences of them you know frankly when i finished my Usui Reiki practice, I was just so excited that I wanted to learn more and more. And when I Googled, I saw there were like hundreds and hundreds of different forms of Reiki. And I just started signing up for different Reiki classes. Some of them I took online, some of them were home study courses. And after I did like five, six, seven of them, I started realizing that, you know, I often talk about this even in my Reiki classes. And when you go to an ice cream parlor, there are so many different flavors of ice creams. Essentially, they're all ice cream. I mean, mm-hmm. there's chocolate flavor and strawberry and vanilla and so many different flavors, but essentially it's still just ice cream. Okay. So really, the differences between these are probably the difference in the frequencies. You know, every form of Reiki has its own unique taste or, or own unique flavor, so to speak. Mm-hmm. But in essence, the core principles is all really the same. So what I have realized after learning so many different forms of Reiki is this, that if you just learn any one form of Reiki, that's really more than enough. And for the past few years, I've only been teaching Usoi Reiki. I remember some of the signs, some of the symbols that I learned in some of the other forms of Reiki, like mm-hmm. Celtic Reiki, Celtic Wisdom Reiki and all that, but I hardly even use those symbols because I realized that everyone, like, you know, they all essentially learned the basic Reiki principles from Usoi Reiki and then mm-hmm. they came up with their own symbols. And, you know, even tomorrow I can start my own brand of Reiki and okay. just come up with my own symbols. And those right. symbols would represent a certain thing, a certain energy. Right. Everything has its own unique energetic frequency. So in okay. Celtic Wisdom Reiki, they are dealing with the energetic frequency of certain trees. And okay. depending on different kinds of trees, they have different symbols for representing that particular vibration of the tree. 
सेल्फ लव वे की दे आर डीलिंग विद सेल्फ लव इशूज एंड देव कम अप विथ टू थ्री डिफरेंट सिम्बल्स फॉर यू नो ट्रांसफॉर्मिंग एंड ट्रांसम्यूटिंग वेरियस एनर्जीज फॉर सेल्फ लव रियली यू कैन कम अप विद योर ओन सिम्बल्स ड्यूरिंग मेडिटेशन और यू नो जस्ट इन जनरल समटाइम्स वी जस्ट रेजनेट वेरी पावरफुली विद सर्टन सिम्बल्स इन आर लाइफ सर्टन सिम्बल्स जस्ट मीन अलॉट टू अस or even mm-hmm. if we if we just come up with a symbol during meditation which is one of the things that i teach in my level 2 class to come up okay. with your own symbol for connecting to source energy or the universal energy whatever you want to call it okay so today i don't even remember what all i learned all those different forms of reiki <laughs> because i'm not practicing those anymore i'm not teaching right. anymore i'm just teaching the basic usuri reiki so i'm just okay. really you know going with the basics <laughs> Yeah, no, that's cool. Um so um our right, so let me let's let's you probably meditation so let's talk about this a little, okay? Because I'm yeah. still trying to understand meditation, okay? I'm still trying to grasp how to do it correctly or, you know, um what it's really all about because you know people say, "Okay, you just sit down and you meditate." Well, yeah, okay, that's really very vague, you know. I can sit down and try mm-hmm. to think and my mind's racing a thousand miles an hour. Um and <laughs> and, I, and I can't focus, you know what I mean? I know, say, "Well, just focus on a picture of a tree or something." Well, yeah, okay. Well, that's not working either, you know, cuz my mind's thinking about 50,000 different kinds of trees because that's how my brain works. Yeah. So, um, yeah. you know, uh, how, how, I mean, are, so how, if you were speaking to me and you know that that's how mm-hmm. I am, I'm very, you know, like multitasking, erratic kind of a person. How would you give me some uh, cues or some ideas on how to settle down and do mm-hmm. some kind of meditation? What would you, what would you say? Well, you know, there's a very common question and usually You know, majority of the people they have the same issue. Even when I started, I had the same issue. Oh, thank so, God! Okay. You know, right. having this fifty, sixty thousand different thoughts in here is mm-hmm. not something unique to few individuals. In okay. fact, there was a research done once by scientists who were studying brain waves and you know brain chemistry, mm-hmm. and they found that an average human on an average day has about twelve to sixty thousand random different thoughts in a day. Mm-hmm. And they also saw the pattern is kind of repetitive, so ninety okay. percent of those thoughts are mm-hmm. repetitive in nature. So it's not really something that only you are struggling with. It's pretty much everybody who starts with meditation. This oh, is really their main challenge. Okay. So many times, you know, people tend to think that meditation means stopping thoughts, but that is actually kind of a misconception because your mind is an organ that is meant to think, just like heart is a Organ that is meant to beat. If you are expecting to stop your heart from beating, that is kind of you know impossible, and you will not be alive anymore. You cannot expect your mind to stop thinking. Yes. Because it is meant to be thinking. Right. But what we really achieve, you know, what we really try to achieve during meditation is this: having more deliberate focus or having more conscious control over our thoughts. Because when we are in our default state in our daily life. that is a state of mindlessness mm-hmm. in our default state we are not very conscious about the thoughts which are coming in the random thoughts the 50 50000 random different thoughts okay. we are not very conscious about them and right. that is the reason there are so many subconscious programming running in our minds which we are not even aware of and a lot of those subconscious programmings are even negative in nature they are limiting in nature mm-hmm. and the thing is we are not aware because we are not mindful enough We are okay. so careful when it comes to you know putting food on our plate in a buffet, or when it comes to choosing what dress to wear. But when it comes to our thoughts, we are not that mindful, mm-hmm. you know. But okay. the more mindful you start becoming, 
So with meditation, the focus is not really on stopping thoughts because that is really trying to do it in the you know in a way that is kind of going uphill. That would okay. be a struggle. So yes. instead, becoming more alert and attentive of the thoughts that are coming in your mind and letting them go. So not okay. getting okay. hung up on any particular thought. So not allowing your thoughts to control you, but you having control over your thoughts. So it is really internalizing your focus and seeing and observing each and every thought that is coming in your mind and mm-hmm. consciously just making the choice to let it go. And okay. once you start letting them go, then after, of course, it will not happen the very first time. But over a period of time, once you start practicing it, then you start seeing that, you know, the thoughts become less and less because you have learned to let them go. And okay. then you can start deliberately choosing what kind of thoughts you want to focus on. Okay. So you, let's say you want to create a certain reality for yourself. Sorry, mm-hmm. you were about to... No, no, again, no, no, continue. No, I, I'll wait. Go ahead. So, <laughs> so let's say you want to create a certain kind of health outcome. Let's say you have some... It's also a good idea to, you know, when you meditate, to have some kind of goal in your mind. So then you know where you're going. So let's say you, your goals are to achieve some kind of health outcomes or maybe you want to manifest maybe more financial abundance. It could be anything. Okay. So once you become more deliberate in your thoughts, first of all, one of the things that will start happening is even when you're not meditating, you will start noticing a lot of limiting beliefs which are coming up in your mind, a lot of negative, negative thoughts which are coming up in your mind. Mm-hmm. And you might really start you know, observing that, oh, okay, so I was having this negative thought for quite some time and I never realized that this is how I was actually thinking about you know, my health challenge or my financial challenge or my relationship challenge, whatever it was. Mm -hmm. Because we are, you know, constantly in autopilot mode, so to speak. Mm -hmm. And that autopilot mode, that is a default or mindless mode, we are not careful as to what kind of thoughts we are allowing in our brains. But the more you start practicing mindfulness, you become more aware. Okay, so I was having this belief system for quite some time. No wonder I had been manifesting this in my life. So now I am more aware. And the more aware you become, the more conscious you also become of the kind of thoughts that you start allowing or entertaining in your mind. Okay. Because thoughts become so, things. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so... so the uh, kind uh, of meditation that I teach, I don't yes. really teach emptying minds because okay. that is really doing it the hard way. Okay. I rather teach, you know, conscious focusing, becoming aware of your thoughts and thoughts also have associated emotions. So when we are in our mindless or default state, not Mm -hmm. only are we not aware of our thoughts, but many times we are also in total denial of a lot of emotions because we are denying the thoughts. So because the thoughts also have associated emotions with them. Sometimes it might have a strong emotion associated with it, sometimes a very mild emotion. But whatever the case might be, but thoughts also have an emotion associated with it. And both thoughts and, and emotions are energy. Okay. And both of both your emotions and your thoughts have creative power. So the more mindful you start becoming, the more aware you become of your thoughts and also of your feelings. And okay. the more mindful you become of your feelings, your feelings are actually your true guidance system, so to speak. Your internal okay. navigation system or your internal GPS. Yes. That is also the doorway to your intuition. Because when people, the more intuitive they become, you know, mm-hmm. they're maybe uh, in a social situation when you, when they meet somebody new 
if the person is you know is giving good vibes positive vibes or the relationship will be beneficial in the long run that person mm-hmm. might have a happy feeling in there or an expansive or a joyful feeling and they will know that this feeling indicates that this is right on the other hand if a relationship is not going to be you know beneficial for that person they might have a heavy feeling in their heart or in their stomach area or something like that that would tell them that this is probably not going to go their way or you know be very beneficial it could be a relationship it could be a business deal whatever it is okay. but your emotions are pretty much your constant guide towards you know everything that you desire and everything that is in alignment yes. for you and things which are not in alignment for you okay and the more mindful you become of your thoughts the more aware you also become of your emotions okay and that awareness definitely helps you in creating more deliberately okay so well, and i think it, chuck can i ask a question yeah, real quick yeah, i think that there are a lot of people who who truly think well i'm very in control of my thoughts what are you talking about and they don't realize how many or how negatively they think about things sometimes i know mm-hmm. that as i started to become more aware of my own thoughts i i mean i just mm-hmm. the self defeating thoughts i had and i don't think that's that's kind not particularly abnormal so uh-huh. so when someone is getting started out how do you get them to acknowledge i mean outside of meditation because it's a, a you know you can think really clearly while you're meditating but then the second you start walking around and going about your daily business all of these other thoughts come back so how do you how do you get into a mindful state when you're just in a really really busy life yeah i get your question and the thing is it's really a matter of practice because i have experienced that myself as well and i know what you're talking about and i know a lot of other people have experienced the same thing so when they start off they start becoming aware of all these negative thoughts and all and then the first concern is so what is happening to me when i'm not meditating because nobody can be meditating 24 hours a day so yeah be kind of hard at work to begin really yeah exactly so <laughs> the thing is the more you start meditating or the more you start some kind of mindfulness based practice the more you start building up those muscles in fact uh there are certain areas of your brain that get strengthened the more you become the more you start becoming more mindful through meditation or it could be any other spiritual practice for that sake so the more you practice the more those particular muscles are built or the more those particular areas of the brain get built and that is called neuroplasticity which is mm-hmm. a characteristic of the human brain that whatever you train the brain the brain pretty much you know makes new neural connections and new neural pathways and the more you repeat that exercise those neural pathways are strengthened over time okay and neuroplasticity is something that we never ever lose is just that sometimes people have these limiting beliefs that okay i'm aging and now my brain will not be working as well and things like that and so people just deliberately start becoming you know more sedentary and they start stop using their brains as much as they were doing before because just because they have these limiting beliefs but neuroplasticity is really a characteristic that you never ever lose so whatever new activity or whatever new endeavor that you undertake your brain immediately starts creating new neural pathways and the more you practice those pathways are strengthened and the same is true with meditation as well and the more those pathways get strengthened with meditation what starts happening is even when you are actively doing your other stuff maybe you are at work or doing something else 
but your brain remembers that stick. So those certain areas of the brain, now instead of being in the default state, you are more in the deliberate state even when you are not meditating. So your brain kind of remembers that. And it has been seen that, you know, scientists who have studied brain waves, that mm-hmm. once you start meditating on a daily basis, then even when you are doing your daily chores, you are, your brain is still emitting alpha brain waves. And alpha brain waves are associated with uh, creative levels and meditative levels of the brain. There okay. is theta brain waves too, which are associated with even deeper meditative levels. But alpha brain wave level is a very creative level of the brain. And the more you yep. start meditating on a daily basis, the more you start emitting alpha brain waves on a more consistent basis. And what that really means is that you are in ac- you have access to your intuition, to creativity, to your inner guidance, everything, even while you are not meditating. So okay. I think it's really a matter of practice. Okay. Um, so we need to do this, Annie. We need to go to break. Um, but you can stick around for another segment, right? Yeah, I will, yeah. Okay. All right. So so we're going to go to break. Um, Stick around. You are listening to the new Paranormal Underground Radio in the Dark here on MixLR. We'll be right back. Where do you want to go to lunch? I'm having a stroke. Did you hear what I said? I'm having a stroke. Why aren't you answering me? I'm having a stroke. When someone is having a stroke, they may not be able to say it with words, but their body language will tell you loud and clear. Look for FAST. F. Face drooping. A. Arm weakness. S. Speech difficulty. T. Time to call 911 immediately. Know the sudden signs. Spot a stroke fast. Visit strokeassociation.org. Brought to you by the American Stroke Association and the Ad Council. So you're looking for the best in Paranormal Radio. Well, you just found it. Right here on Paranormal Underground Radio in the dark. Join me, Chucky G, and my awesome co-host, Karen Frazier, for topics ranging from the metaphysical to the unexplained. That's right. Every Thursday night at 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern, and other times in the flyover states on MixLR, we will delve into all things paranormal. And along the way, we hope to entertain you and have a few laughs as well. So join us on Paranormal Underground Radio in the dark, exploring the unexplained. Welcome back to Paranormal Underground Radio in the dark with your hosts, Karen Frazier and me, Chucky G. Before we get back to our guest, the wonderful Annie Roy, I want to go over a couple things with you guys real quick, okay? Hi. First of all, I want to just give our link really quick, which is mixlr.com slash paranormal hyphen underground hyphen radio. Okay, so make sure you pass along to all your family members, um, neighbors, anybody you know. Listen really. live. That's yes, right. Listen, listen live. live. We, we have a good time. Yes. And then also that I was told that click that following button. Uh, you get all the great updates of the show. Uh, you can see guest schedules. Uh, you can find out super stuff about the hosts, maybe. I'm, I'm hoping that too. But anyways, click on that because it's very important. Okay. And it's really big and red. So you really can't miss this right there. In the Follow us. Like I'm pointing and they can see me anyways. Yes. Okay. So oh, wait, so, wait, wait. I wanted to yes. point out, well, yes. I actually have my internet working for the moment. <laughs> Yes. That I, I believe that Annie and Cheryl have a little something in common. I believe they are both newlyweds. Is that correct, Annie? Oh, yeah, that's right. How do you know? <laughs> oh, uh, we did some little, birdie named, <laughs> little birdie named Bob told us. Congratulations. <laughs> oh, thanks so much. Thank wow. you. Thanks a lot. Cheryl just got married like a week and a half ago. Oh, really? 
Oh, congratulations to you. That. We, should turn, we should just turn it into the newlywed show. Let's go that way, shall we? <laughs> <laughs> so how's it like to be Not newlywed? Not a bad idea. There you go. <laughs> You'd like that, wouldn't you? All right. So we were talking about... What? I'm sorry. Go oh, ahead. so can I ask a question while I have audio? Is that okay? Because sure. you know it's, you know it's going to go away again. Sure, yeah. I'm not trying to steal their thunder or anything. Go I ahead. know. So one of the things that, that I, I really like is because I do, I do Reiki as well, Annie, and I do a lot mm-hmm. of um, other... I do quantum touch and some other healing things as well and one Mm -hmm. of the things i really like is how all of these things like the um, nlp and hypnotherapy and reiki and um, psychic abilities and meditation and all of it it dovetails together and they come from very different traditions and different practices but they all kind of work to be this the same thing so what other things that would you kind of lump into this that i've missed because i just listed a few what other things I would add on to it? Yeah. Well, I believe you've pretty much added everything. But oh. let's see. I mean, there is hypnotherapy. There is. I mean, there are so many different forms of energy healing now. There is matrix energetics. There is reconnective healing. There is. There are these new things I just currently heard from somewhere um, about consciousness bars. Although it's not something that is very new, I'm not really too sure exactly what it is. But it's some form of healing modality. Uh-huh. There's also EFT, emotional freedom technique. That's is pretty that amazing. Tapping? And yeah, that's tapping, exactly. Okay. So EFT is something that I don't teach, but I, I have been using from time to time on myself. Many times I use it for relieving, you know, stuck energies and, you know, certain limiting beliefs and things like that. And another amazing, amazing tool that I came across a few months ago is the Sedona method. The Sedona okay. method is also an amazing relieving tool. Uh, it's again, it's a tool for releasing limiting beliefs and also stuck emotions. Because many times people just get stuck on to certain negative emotions and they just don't know how to let it go. Mm-hmm. Because usually we, uh, you know, we usually we get into a reactive mode, or we just deny our emotions, or we suppress them. But the Sedona method teaches how to release your emotions or how to truly let go of your emotions instead of just denying and suppressing or even becoming too reactive, how you just let it go. So I think the Sedona method is also some, a very, you know, uh, effective tool in this, you know, spiritual toolkit, so to speak. So that is another method that I use quite often on myself. Interesting. So, so um, okay, so I want to talk about the healing uh, properties of uh, Reiki because I'm trying to understand that also because that's I mean that's mm-hmm. basically what that is correct is the healing exactly yeah okay so you're well, uh, uh, the, yeah, sorry no it's okay I was going to say so it's basically using energy to heal would that be a, a, a pretty basic idea of how it works yeah that's right yeah it is okay. an energy healing modality yeah okay all right. Um, yes. Can you give me some examples of how it works? You know, how, how, how you heal with these um, abilities or gifts? Well, because everything is energy. So when it comes to an energy healing modality like Reiki, pretty much, you know, the sky is the limit, so to speak. There is no such thing on which you cannot apply Reiki. Like in the beginning, you were talking about your internet issues. You right. pretty much use Reiki for any kind of issues. And, you know, in, I, in my Reiki classes, when I talk about using Reiki on electronics and, you know, on your car, on your home, on your property, sometimes people are a little bit surprised. Even, you know, the concept of using Reiki for 
generating more financial abundance. But the fact is, everything is energy, and it is not just a spiritual mumbo jumbo that you know spiritual teachers talk of. <laughs> But okay. today, scientists have come to understand that you know, everything is really energy. That quantum physicists they have realized that at the core, when you take an atom, you mm-hmm. break down break it down into subatomic particles. At the core, what is left is a photon, and a photon is nothing but the tiniest particle of light energy. So everything is just light energy. And since everything is energy, of course, energy can be used to manipulate energy. So Reiki can be used for healing, of course, but it can also be used for manifestations. You can manifest more abundance using Reiki. It can also be used for clearing and cleansing. You know, for clearing your properties, clearing any kind of belongings, even for you know, clearing your machines, your car. But of course, it is not the same kind of cleaning that you. You know, do your dirty laundry or yeah, wash your dishes. A little Not different. That kind of cleansing. <laughs> Thanks for clearing that up there. Energetic level. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, more I, I energetic cleansing. <laughs> And I use it also. I, um, I program like I I make jewelry out of crystals, and mm-hmm. I program those with intention. As a matter of fact, Chuck has some jewelry that I've sent him. I think mm-hmm. it, yeah, that I program oh. with intention with the Reiki energy and put intention into that too. Just by by Absolutely. you know af- affirming and 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 isn't isn't most of the energy work really as much about intention as anything else? It is yes. Because it's really your intention that sets the energy in motion. Well, you're, so you're talking about Reiki or any other. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, but you're talking about like manifesting. Yeah. Isn't that the same thing? Then I mean, everything you're saying sounds like when you're. And that's it. All dovetails together. It's all yeah. energy. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is all very intricately, you know, interconnected. So you okay. can't really separate one thing from the other because everything is interconnected. Okay. Yeah. So. So if someone were like, or say I, I had a bad back and you're over wherever you're mm-hmm. at, you could send me energy to help heal my back. Absolutely. Like, Because again, really? at the energetic level, time okay. and space does not exist in the manner we think it does at the physical level. You know, in our three-dimensional reality is mm-hmm. really kind of an illusion. But at the energetic level or the quantum level, energy does not function the way It seems to be the way we function at the three-dimensional level, yeah. and that is the reason why distant healing is possible. Because time, because space there is, is no distance. Yeah. Exactly, there's no distance. Yeah, I'm seeing how this is all connecting now. Because you know, so, I, but when you when you do the distance healing, and you said you do the the uh, traditional Japanese Reiki, which is what I do as well. So when you do the distance healing, you do it with the symbols. Then is that correct? Yeah, that's correct. So I teach the symbols in the level two, but I also do tell people that just because Mikhail Sui came up with these symbols does not mean that they have to, uh, you know, stick to using only those symbols. They can. Right. I mean, in fact, I teach them a meditation to come up with their own symbol for connecting right. to source energy, and that would be their personal representation of source energy. And you know, then they can feel free to use that symbol and start incorporating that in their healing sessions as well. And in fact, I do also mention that sometimes people have a major problem memorizing the symbols. And I tell them that you don't really have to memorize symbols. The symbols are just a representation, a physical representation. Because in our physical reality, we, you know, we are just so physical. We are used to experiencing everything through our five physical senses so much 
but if something is absolutely non-physical with no representation of the physical reality at all then many times people have a hard time wrapping their heads around it and that is one of the uses of having a symbol handy you know like right. people go to temples and churches and mosques to pray and there is a idol of god i really believe that god is everywhere you don't really need an idol the god is not existing inside the idol but mm-hmm. it's just physical representation that helps us because we are so physical Right. right of course that energy is everywhere so right. if you if you feel like not using the symbols but just focusing on the energy that will set the energy in motion as well right so when i started with reiki i of course took a class but then i also had an attunement now in order can mm-hmm. can people do reiki without an attunement or is it not reiki well there are a lot of contradictory beliefs around it and It really depends on how people choose to define the term Reiki. If you are defining Reiki as energy healing, then anybody can do Reiki even without an attunement as long as they are consciously aware of their thoughts and as long as they have the intention in place of healing for the highest and best good of the person. Of course mm-hmm. they can be doing Reiki as well. They can be sending energy to anybody. But it depends. You know sometimes people say but then that is not Reiki because Reiki is only when you receive attunement. It really depends on how people are defining the term Reiki. But as far as energy healing is concerned, of course, anybody can do it. But when it is, when it comes to, you know, specifically the Reiki healing frequencies, then the logic behind it, behind an attunement, is really bringing the student or the recipient at par to a certain frequency of energy. Because everything is energy, but we also see that even though everything in our universe is made up of the same photon, the same light energy, but there are so many different forms of animals and so many different forms of plants and even the humans don't look exactly the same everybody looks so different and one of the reasons for those differences is because even though we are all the same energy but we also do have our own unique energetic signature just like we all have our unique fingerprints nobody has the same fingerprints we also have our unique energetic signatures or vibratory signatures So Reiki or any other healing form would also have its own unique healing frequency or healing spectrum. And if you are really specifically talking about the spectrum of healing energies that Reiki is associated with, then in that case, sorry, <clears throat> then in that case, I guess, you know, you will have access to that particular frequency through attunement. But of course, okay. you can have access to healing frequencies through meditation or any other spiritual practice. to which you open up your chakras and you cleanse your energetic body enough that you know you are channeling energy directly from the source that is absolutely possible but mm-hmm. yeah i mean there is a lot of contradictory thoughts about it and when it comes to my personal opinion i really don't have any fixed religious opinion about it i think when it comes to energy healing anybody can do it but if you are specifically talking about reiki a reiki training is supposed to be complete once you receive an attunement because then you are energetically right. your body is becoming attuned to that specific frequency right well you know i was doing um we had a get together this last saturday and i was doing some hands on reiki with some people and um there was a gal there and she had never experienced it or even heard of it before And so I just mm-hmm. took her basically took her wrist between my hands just so she could feel it and she was like oh my god it's so hot it's so warm she said yeah. she must just have warm hands and I held up my hands and my hands are always ice cold because I just I 
have mm-hmm. bad circulation or something. I don't know. But my hands, yeah. she, she, she grabbed my hands and she was like, okay, well, that's weird because my hands were cold, yet it was this heat that comes from my hand into whatever I'm working on. And it wasn't there before I had the attunement. It mm-hmm. was there after. Right, that's right. Yeah, I mean, I felt that myself too. And like you were saying, even I have pretty cold hands and feet all the time. I'm doing a healing session. My hands definitely become... Sometimes they become extremely hot and sometimes they become extremely cold. So it really mm-hmm. varies from person to person. So that's that's absolutely correct. I mean, once you start doing the energy work or once you start doing the healing session, you can feel the difference for yourself that something is really happening. We have a question from uh, Chad, um, which is kind of sort of like what you're talking about. It says, ever since a friend performed Reiki on me, I've had the sensation of a vibration on the palm of my hand right below the two middle fingers on my left hand. Is this somehow related to my friend performing Reiki on me, or what could it possibly be? Uh, So I'm not sure if I got the question properly, but your friend was being worked upon by someone else, someone performing Reiki on him, and Mm -hmm. he had a sensation in his palm. Mm-hmm, correct. You yeah, he know? still that's does. Yes. Yeah, he still does. Yeah, I mean, that is pretty common too. I mean, sometimes people have tingling sensations all over their body. Sometimes they have it on their palms. Sometimes they also have a feeling as if, you know, their third eye chakra is getting activated. A lot of tingling in the forehead area is absolutely normal. And nobody can predict in advance how a certain person is going to react to the healing energies. Because like I was telling previously that everybody has a unique energetic frequency. And when that energetic frequency interacts with the Reiki energies, what the specific equation is going to turn out, nobody can really predict. But one thing that is for sure is that it never has any negative effects, any kind of side effects that is bad or harmful. So whatever you know, the person feels. Sometimes people also have emotional release. Sometimes people actually cry during the healing session or during an attunement. <laughs> but that is just yeah. you know, relieving of emotional baggage, and that is absolutely fine. So, it's well, and absolutely my, normal, actually. My Reiki master always says, um, the energy goes where it needs to. The energy ne- knows exactly. where it needs to go. So while there are hand positions, right. and you can do it all over the body and things. Seriously, if you mm-hmm. need it in your foot, and I've got my hand on your head, the Reiki is going to go where it needs. Exactly, yeah. That's true. Yeah. So I have a couple questions from Nancy in chat. First of all, she wants to know how many levels do you have to be a teacher? Mm-hmm. So the way I teach it, I teach in three levels. In the first level, that is a basic beginner level where you learn to work in person. The second level is a distant healing level where you learn how to do distant healing sessions. And the third level is a master teacher level. But I am aware of certain Reiki practitioners who teach in four levels. So they mm-hmm. have split the third level into master level and a teacher level. But it really varies from teacher to teacher. The way yeah. I teach it, I teach in three levels. Yeah, ours is three levels too. And then the other thing Nancy wants to know is, do you do long distance attunements? Do attunements have to be hands-on or can you do those at a distance as well? Oh, I actually do both of them. So when I'm having live classes where people are physically present, then of course I do one-on-one attunement. But a majority of my classes are actually online. I'm doing Reiki webinars. So during my Reiki webinars, I'm doing distant attunements. And there is really no difference between a distant attunement or a physically present, you know, one-on-one attunement. I know sometimes people think that when you are physically present, then you will feel more or it will be more effective. Yeah. But the way the energy works, it really makes no difference. 
Right. So when I had my first attunement, I can't even explain to you what happened, but it was like, um, I mean, I'd always been, you know, fairly spiritually minded and, and all of that stuff, but it was when I had my first attunement, it was like something in my life opened up. So, right. so what was that? <laughs> you know, the thing is, again, it is so unique for every individual that it is hard to say that, you know, what exactly happened for that particular person. Yeah. Because every experience is unique and that unique experience will have this unique meaning for you. So I guess, you know, you will have a better answer to what exactly was that. But I know I can relate to that experience because I personally had those kind of experiences. And I know a lot of people who attended classes with me also had those kind of experiences after their attunements. They had a lot of emotional releases. They had you know, a lot of insights and a lot of different experiences, sometimes even out-of-body experiences. So it is so unique for every person that you are really your best judge. Only you will be able to say what exactly changed for you or what exactly happened in you. But what really happens is that when you are receiving attunement, your chakras are being cleansed and also your crown chakra is getting opened. And okay. your crown chakra is supposed to be your connection with the divine. And you have learned Reiki, so you already know all these things. But right. yeah, so when your crown chakra is opened, it's like your connection with your higher self or your higher mind, the divine mind, whatever you want to call it, God, spirit, source, Reiki energy, doesn't matter what label you want to put on it, that your connection with that is strengthened. The very first attunement opens up that, con that communication channel. And after that, the consecutive attunements for the next two levels that strengthens that connection. And as that connection gets stronger and stronger, you kind of, you know, your life changes in many different ways. It's yeah. kind of like a spiritual awakening happening. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It, it is. And it was, it was you know, amazing. It was a very unique experience, right? Yeah. Yeah, and, like, and yeah. go ahead, Chuck. No, I was going to say, it sounds like something maybe I should, I'm kind of interested in what you guys are talking about, right? Now. Like, I, w I wonder what it would do for me you know um well i think it would do a lot for you checky because I, mean, I got a lot going on and the darker end of things which are now <laughs> starting to get a little bit better and then me trying to uh, deal with my psychic gifts as i'm learning i'm just wondering if that would maybe help me in some way yeah attunement definitely also help with uh, enhancing your psychic gifts because as your crown chakra is opened your connection to your spirit is strengthened that okay. definitely enhances your psychic gifts as well is it like and a one-time? Is it like a one-time thing? A one -time, okay. But it is permanent. It's like, you know, once you learn how to walk, you never forget. Or once okay. you learn how to cycle or swim, you never forget. It always stays with you. Okay. So it is something that changes in you. It is an energetic change that happens in you. Mm -hmm. But it always stays with you. So it's okay. not something, you know, it is kind of a stays in your cellular memory, so to speak. Okay. Yep. And it, but there are spiritual practices that are recommended, like meditation daily and um, doing things to prepare yourself before you you provide Reiki and things like that um, to help mm -hmm. keep it at the forefront. But you know, yeah, if you don't true. use it for if you don't use it for six years, and then one day you know you want to use it, you you still can. It's still there. Yeah. Exactly. Well, maybe yeah, I also say that, you know, sometimes people have this question that, you know, do I need to be spiritual or do I have to meditate or do I have to do this or do that for practicing Reiki and things. You don't really have to do all these things, but if you do it, 
is definitely an addition it definitely enhances your already existing gifts for sure so any kind cool. of spiritual practice meditation definitely keeps your you know healing gifts on the forefront like you said one of the things that i learned to do and it, it's really kind of fun is that um so you put your hands on people and i like doing the hands on because i just i mm-hmm. i like I like doing that. But one of the things I learned to do is direct the energy in different ways and you can like make it spin or you can make it go in waves. And it's kind of, it's kind of fun to play with once you, once you can shoot this energy out of your hands, it's, it's kind of interesting to see all the different things because my husband was having a persistent elbow problem and I would work on it every night. And then I finally started like spinning the energy clockwise and spinning it counterclockwise. And that was when whatever Mm -hmm. was going on started to get fixed was when I started doing things other than just, directing it straight at him yeah I mean, it's a good idea to play with the energy you know really be playful about the whole process not to get too serious about it and you know sometimes when i have people in my classes they are like very rigid about where to place the hand how to hold the hand and you know it's like a mechanical thing but yeah. the whole idea of doing reiki is not so much of a mechanical process but just getting in the flow getting in touch with your inner being and just let the energy flow and just go with the flow and see how it feels. Just play with the energy. Just be playful with it. And be guided by your own intuition. And I think that is the way it works the best. To just play with the energy and see how it feels when you are rotating the energy a certain way and things like that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, there is no mechanical step-by-step thing how you need to be rotating the energy first like this, second like that, but just be playful with it. I think so that's gotta- definitely one of the best ways. And I got a question on your bio here because I don't even understand what this is. But what's a strategist, interventionist? Did I say that right? Oh, yeah, yeah, you were, yeah, you spelled it correctly. I was close. Strategic intervention. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. strategic intervention is actually um, that is something I'm learning from the Tony uh, Robbins Madonna's training. Okay. If you have heard about Tony Robbins, yeah. So he has this program where he teaches strategic intervention that is pretty much the method that Tony Robbins uses during his seminars as well for um, you know for taking people through various breakthroughs in their daily lives various challenging challenging situations so it is, it is a project that is dedicated towards extracting the most practical and effective forms of action and communication and it involves various disciplines like you know various disciplines of uh, psychology, like Ericksonian psychology, family therapy, and human need psychology, even NLP, organizational psychology. So it has derived a lot of uh, techniques and strategies and principles from various schools of psychology. And it is pretty much a combination of all, all of these best techniques. And it is aimed towards helping people get breakthroughs in their life, basically, from their challenging situation. Mm-hmm. There is something the training that I'm currently undergoing. So, you know, it's not something that I've already finished, but I'm currently undertaking the training. Yeah. So, w- uh, my question, I guess, uh, another question I want to ask you is like, uh, we've all been talking about this within the paranormal community um, recently, is there seems to be a shift in spirituality, a shift in our planet and uh, mm-hmm. uh, people in, in kind. Do you, do you agree with that? Do you see this change coming or is it just, you know, something we're making up or just thinking it's happening? Yeah. Yeah, I know what you're talking about and I absolutely agree with it and I can't even feel it. And in fact, 
I mean, evolution is something that is, you know, that is something we cannot run away from. It is in the very nature, it is in the very core of our existence. Our existence, the existence of this whole universe is based upon evolution. And that is why we are all eternal, because we never ever stop evolving. So evolution is something that is happening all the time. The specific ascension that you're talking about, I heard about it, you know, during the super moon that happened, Uh that, you know, we are supposed to be ascending to another dimension, to, you know, fifth dimensional energies and things like that. Uh Although I haven't really studied all that in great detail, but definitely I had been feeling myself for the past one month, in fact, you know, a sense of being in appreciation and being in a place of gratitude and unconditional love. And I would just think that, you know, I mean, it was pretty cool, but I was just wondering that maybe it is because of my meditation and all that, but I was also wondering that I've been meditating for quite some time, but I definitely started feeling a very clear shift this particular month in my overall mood and my overall just state of being. And then I started reading about all these, you know, new energies coming in and things like that. And I definitely felt the change. And I do believe that since we are all evolving, so evolution is pretty much the order of the day. So it's not really something surprising to think that we have moved on to a, you know, higher dimension or some, you know, we are moving on to the fifth dimensional level. Mm-hmm. Now, do you think so, yeah, that... something that I definitely agree with. Oh, good. Uh, yeah, because I was wondering about that. We, I was on a show the other day, and they were talking about it too. And I've just been noticing within the community ourselves, people are. St- I mean, I'm I'm noticing it in myself, and I'm just. just I was just curious if other people were uh, picking up the same. Or I'm just. You know, maybe I'm just losing it. You know, I don't know. But you know, now with yeah, all this. Yeah, I, I pretty much I resonate with the idea for good, sure. Good. Now with all this stuff, we're talking about energy. And Reiki and all that. So I'm going to ask the really odd question because I'm always out of the box, odd question kind of guy. Okay. So, so can we take, can we take all this that we're talking about? Everything, the energy work, all this. Can we take all this? Can it be used in a negative fashion? Like I never hear anybody say, Hey, well, you know what? I can, I can, the way I, let's have a Reiki rumble. Well, you know, yeah, like, you know, if you can use it in a positive way, why couldn't somebody, if they were good enough to use it in a negative way? I think that's a fair question. What do you think about that? Yeah, that's a very good question, actually. And Thank you. I did have a couple of people ask me this question in my classes, and not just people in my classes asked me, but once I was talking to a woman about what I do, and she told me right in my face that I have heard about Reiki practitioners, but I don't think I will ever trust my child with a Reiki practitioner because I don't know what she or he is going to do with this energy. Maybe they will bring about some harm. And I understand that this really comes from a lack of understanding of the energetic nature of the universe and how the energy works. Because when you are focusing, when you're channeling Reiki energy, you are the chan- the practitioner or the Reiki healer is actually channeling it through himself or herself. Mm-hmm. So while I'm doing a healing session on someone, I'm getting the benefit of the healing session myself. So now if I choose to channel negative energy, I will be the very first person to be affected by that energy. So... I mean, logically speaking, practically speaking, I cannot think about any reason why somebody would want to bring about, bring harm to themselves. Okay. And even when you think about the law of attraction, mm-hmm. whatever you are resonating at, you are attracting that to yourself. So okay. when you are trying to create something negative for somebody else, mm-hmm. the very first person will be impacted by it is you yourself. 
So it's like the old adage, whatever comes around goes around. Sort of like when they talk about voodoo and if you put a, a spell on somebody, that's going to come back threefold and stuff like that. So there's, there's no reason for you to yeah, want is, to do that. Okay. Yeah, and mechanically speaking, positive energy is creative energy. And negative energy is, mechanically speaking, it is destructive energy. Okay. Or disintegrative. So the person who is holding the negative energy or negative thoughts in their mind, they are the one who is going to be impacted by that the most. And the person who is going to hold the positive energy in their mind, not only is positive energy creative in nature, it is, it is not only going to impact others, but also positively impact the person who is channeling the energy. So it doesn't really make much sense trying to bring harm to somebody by using any of these techniques because you are the person who is going to be impacted first and foremost. And that's why holding on to things like anger... <laughs> or hatred or revenge or things like that because they hurt you mm-hmm. more than they hurt anybody else. Absolutely. Y- y- yes, ma'am. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see the significant yeah, look I was giving she, you there? If you saw the look she gave me, Annie, she's directing all those things <laughs> to me because I'm going through a divorce, so that's why she's directing all this towards me right now. So, yeah. Well, you, it's okay to feel what you feel, but what I'm saying is holding on to it ultimately only hurts you. Yes, Yes, I'm, I'm getting that from what you just said and what Annie's been saying, so yes. Mm. I, I'm hearing you, ladies. I'm hearing you. <laughs> <laughs> so have you always wanted to teach? I mean, is that something you always wanted to do, Annie, to, to share? Well, I'm not sure if I always wanted to do it or not because for a long time I was very confused about what I want to do and what I don't want to do. But since the time I got the clarity... You know, since then, I've been pretty much sure that this is what I want to do. So for, I mean, you know, before I learned Reiki, I was just switching careers. I wasn't a teaching. I was teaching at a school, but I was not sure if I want to teach there or not. Then I changed from the teaching career to a, I joined American Express back in India. That was a corporate world. But I was kind of, I always felt pretty lost in both of my careers, and I was not really sure where I'm meant to be. But... Ever since I started teaching Reiki and meditation and law of attraction, I feel at home. I feel like this is what I'm meant to be doing. And yeah. even with my coaching. So this is something that really resonates with me for the time being. Who knows, maybe down the line, maybe a few years later, I might change my you know, life path again and maybe I might change careers again. But for the time being, I definitely resonate with teaching what I'm teaching and I definitely love what I'm doing. So for the time being, this is what I'm sticking with. <laughs> Okay, Bob wants to know if you can use Reiki to help a deceased spirit cross over. Absolutely. I mean, everything is energy. So you can use Reiki for any purpose. Really, the sky is the limit when it comes to Reiki. Mm -hmm. So whether it is a deceased person to help them cross over or even, you know, a person who is fully alive in their body to help them transition. Because many times people are so scared of death that they, they are just hanging on just because they are, they don't know what is there, you know, ahead of them. So, you know, it can help people transition. It can help people heal in, at all levels. Mm-hmm. So definitely Reiki can be used for that. Cool. So um, just really quickly, because you say everything is energy. Um, do you mm-hmm. believe then that, that what we put into our bodies affects the energy that we put out of our bodies? Yeah, because everything is energy, what you put in, in the sense of food you're talking about? Yeah, or yeah, food or medication or, yeah. 
yeah i mean everything has its own unique energetic frequency it definitely does impact your body energetically at some level but another thing to understand is sometimes you know people start focusing a lot on you know what to eat and what to drink and what is the perfect diet to have and then there are so much contradictory information on the net you know somebody would say that eat this somebody would say don't eat that eat this instead the main important thing to understand is this that your mind is such a powerful creator that if you are holding positive thoughts in your mind and then from that place of alignment with your spirit with your source whatever yeah. it is that you are attracting to yourself will be in alignment to that energy that you are giving out so the right. first and foremost thing is to bring yourself into alignment and all these outside things will automatically fall into place so you know the same thing applies mm-hmm. for people who are trying too hard to uh, apply sensual in their lives for business success or relationship success all these things all these external things mm-hmm. are fine they are okay in their own place because all these things are energy fine they all work but you are such a powerful creator that once you bring your energy in alignment with your source energy then that will automatically take care of all these other things you will automatically start yes. attracting the right people in your life the right food you will be inclined towards having the right kind of drink the right kind of food yeah the right kind of circumstances the right places the right people everything will be right the moment you put yourself in alignment first Right. And that's what I mean. All of that stuff that you're talking about, honestly, that's what I mean by my life opened up when I had that first mm-hmm. attunement. I um, got, I started, I changed the way I ate and got over some chronic illnesses. I lost over a hundred mm-hmm. pounds. Um, oh, I, wow. I, my career just all of a sudden fell into place where all of these things that I'd always wanted to somehow combine into work, but couldn't quite figure out exactly. how, because they didn't seem to go together. All of a sudden they came together. Mm-hmm. So, but I do have the one thing that didn't fall in line for me. And so I'm going to ask you about this because Nancy and chat mentioned Reiki is not only for people, but animals, plants, situations, and energy in general. And I agree with that, but here's the mm-hmm. one thing that didn't fall in line in my life. My son points out at the beginning of every summer in the springtime um, when I am happily buying plants to plant outside that I am a plant serial killer. They do not live. <laughs> they, I, I kill plants in spite of my best intentions. And so I thought, okay, now I've got the Reiki in my hands. I'm going to Reiki their water, but I'm still killing them. <laughs> you know, you might have to look into your belief systems. <laughs> yeah, I Sometimes what happens is... <laughs> Oh, that's really funny. <laughs> sorry. And yet, But, sadly, you know, sorry. true. So you say your subconscious Reiki is saying, I want to kill the plants. Plants must <laughs> die. Is that what you're talking about? What's going on here? I think what she's saying is that I believe that I kill plants and therefore I do. Is that what you're <laughs> maybe saying? Maybe you've bought into some limiting belief that your son told you. <laughs> I think I think that oh, may be true. Karen, the plant assassin. <laughs> nice. <laughs> <laughs> Unbelievable. You know, this definitely brings me to one of the things that often people ask me that, you know, sometimes people don't see any results from Reiki. And the only reason this would ever happen when they don't see any benefits from Reiki is when they have strong resistance towards healing. Because yeah. even though this energy is very powerful, but we need to understand that we are part and parcel of this energy. And the universe is never forcing its will over us. Right. So it's we have some kind of resistant belief that you know nothing can ever cure me if i have this belief in me that nothing will work for me then nothing really will work for me so 
if there yes. is some kind of energetic resistance that is the only thing that would ever come in the way of complete healing right so with the plants so i don't know but there might be some kind of belief system <laughs> Well, I'm going to have to look at I'm going to have to look at that the next time I meditate because seriously, every time I bring a plant <laughs> home, my son is like, "You're going to kill that. Why are you even buying it? You're going to kill that." So, it could very well be. You could be right. So, um Annie, this has been really interesting, but we have come to the part of the show where it is shameless self-promotion. I was looking on your website and noticed you have some classes coming up. Um, how can people find you? How can they sign up for their classes? How can they learn this wonderful thing that you call Reiki? They can sign up through my website, that's healingspectrumandmore.com. And in fact, I'm running a special promotion for all my fall classes. So at checkout, if they use fall 30, then they will get a 30% off all of my fall classes. That includes my Reiki class, as well as Home City course, as well as Law of Attraction class and the Meditation class. And most of these classes currently are happening uh, online. So anybody can attend them. These are all live classes, live online webinars. So, you know, anybody can attend them from anywhere. So we can just go to www.healingspectrumandmore.com and they can use the code FALL30 to get a 30% off currently for all the upcoming October as well as November classes. Great. Well, this has been absolutely fascinating. Um, loved having you on the show. And I hope that some people will sign up for some of your classes because um, I, I, you know, maybe I wasn't as adamant about it as I could be, but Reiki and energy work can be very life altering. Absolutely. I feel the same way. I have All right. changes in my life and people's lives. Yes. Mine too, except for the plant killing thing, but we're going to work on that. So. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. <laughs> All right, Annie. Thank you so really much. It was really nice for- being here. Yeah, Thanks, it's been Annie. great having you on the show. Have a good night. I had a lot of fun. You too. Okay. Yeah. You all have a Thanks. great night. Okay, you all too. Right. Good night. Thanks hey. so much. So we uh, we did very well on our first MixLR uh, broadcast, don't you think? We had a good did. we had a good guest. Uh, my had, internet came on finally about halfway through the show. Oh, look at that! We had when you do any more yeah. of that. That's you know that's freaking. Yeah. I'm, I'm oh. freaking Cheryl out again. Sorry, I'm just kidding. I'm just pretending. Know, Cheryl, it's, it's not, quite all right. It's not really happening. No, there's no technical oh. di- di- difficulties. Only with Karen and plants, evidently. Uh, well, plant killer. Uh, apparently, it's because. <laughs> Well, Jim says it's because that? our Jim texted me. He says it's because our well water has sulfur in it and it's killing the plants. Oh, then nice how he tries to help his wife out and just blames the water instead of the wife. That's nice. That's nice. Yes. Touching. Well, mm-hmm. but Tanner has inherited my serial killer tendencies, so you know it's he he it's you know like Annie was saying that whatever yes. energy you give to other people goes through you mm-hmm. first. It's his karma, man. It's like when you say serial killer thing, I think you're like running around the neighborhood killing all the neighborhood plants <laughs> too. Bam, bam. I can swear I saw that Frazier in my backyard. All my plants are dead now. What's going on? <laughs> I'm not quite I'm not quite that bad. Running around a little ninja outfit and everything, killing all the plants. Let's yeah. just mm-hmm. say that that every year I start out the spring and I'm just so hopeful that this year I'm gonna have fresh tomatoes and my sweet yeah. peas are going to bloom and no uh, by you know, by July they're brown and dead. <laughs> But see, so the sad. more I talk, wait, but the more I talk about yeah. that, yes. the more I reinforce that belief. Yes, you have to manifest that you are the great 
person with plants, that plants love you, that they're going to bloom. Yeah, I'll work on luscious, that. There you go. Yeah, I'll, I'll work on that. that. I will. Uh-huh. I'll work on that because, you know, now Tanner's moved out. He's living in his own apartment, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, that's so. That's so unless I tell him on the phone or something that I am buying plants, I won't hear him yammering at me about how I'm oh, going to Oh, yeah, because that's, that, that's negative energy, which then attracts the other negative energy and then kills I the knew that brat was no good, I'll tell you. Darn kid. Don't call Darn him anymore. Kid. Don't even call him anymore. I'm not sending him any more money. Love for the college. plants. Yeah, love the plants, not your son. Love those plants. <laughs> <laughs> so, hey, Cheryl. Hi. How you hey. feeling about MixLR? We've kind of worn off the new radio station smell a little bit now. It's, you know, we're. I think I'm over my panic phase, so I think we're, we're good. <laughs> I think we're good. Oh, yeah, we got this down. We get the. I, I also Just like that. thanks so much to Annie for joining us tonight. It was yes. great. I learned a lot about Reiki, and I'm going to yeah. try and still convince Chad to take a class. Oh, Annie's, Chad! It would Chad would love it. Yep, I'd say I Annie, Annie is adorable. Because remember how Chad and I sort of always tell you the exact same thing at the yeah. exact same time. I love Reiki, so he would love Reiki. Exactly. Right. Exactly. I think I'm thinking about. I'm thinking happen. about these attunements. I'm really thinking about doing that. Well, you have to take yep. the class. I mean, you have to learn yeah. about it too. Yeah, of course. Uh, yeah, but I mean, I want to. I want to see if it'll help. It might help, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And you right. know what, Bob. Bob of Spectral Tech actually hooked us up with Annie and he took a class and his, or he did. Yeah. Yeah. He's now a, um, what is his title? He put it in the chat room. Um, a teach. What are you, Bob? Are you a a teacher? Um, now I can't find it, but he, 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 um, practitioner, Reiki practitioner. Ooh. And I guess that's the the actual title there. And then um, Annie was his instructor, okay. and um, so now he's a practitioner himself. I think that is so cool. Well, I have to see how yeah. much it costs. I don't have a lot of money. I'm on a budget, you know. So yeah. I'm on. I have to see if the attunements within my budget. And then once you get your Reiki hands, and Chad gets his Reiki hands, we can have Reiki battles. <laughs> nice. Is that real? It's like Pokemon battles? Reiki Rumble. No, I don't think so. <laughs> Reiki Rumbles. But yeah, wouldn't it be cool it, if we could like shoot lightning bolts out of our hands at oh, each other? that would be yes, sweet. That would be, that would be cool. so cool. Well, you, if you did that, you could just bring your plants back to life. You just go, and then just come back to life. That'd be awesome. Yes. Know. All right. So let's um, let's talk about this wonderful thing that is MixLR. Um mm-hmm. For people listening to the podcast, if you want to, you can go to mixlr.com forward slash paranormal dash underground dash radio. And then if you click on the, and you don't even have to go to that when we're on the air live. If you go to that, it'll take you to our chat room. You can click on the follow, which is a red bar that says follow on the left-hand side of the screen. And every time we are on the air, you will get an email so that you can come straight to us and listen live. What would be better? We have great, vibrant chat room. We have wonderful listeners who listen live. We have wonderful listeners who listen in podcast as well. But we would love it if you would join us live. This platform is, um, I think, going to be really great for us. What do you guys think? I'm, I'm liking it. I'm yeah, digging it. Exciting. I'm, digging it. I, I'm so excited. And I, and, um, I hope, I'm so also th- very thankful for our live chat room and other live listeners because I see we have quite a few um, who made it over here. So thank you yeah. all for... Yeah, thank you for following us and coming the new time and the new place. And Even my we family's were, in there. My family's in there. We are honored. We are honored that so you cool. took time out of your schedules to come do that this evening because, you know, we're excited to be here. Um, so next week, what are we going to be talking about? 
Oh, next week we have a great show lined up. In fact, our October is pretty darn really awesome. October is always oh, pretty awesome. Yeah. Um, we have October 8th, if you're coming live, come here on October 8th at MixLR. <laughs> and then um, you can listen to Chuck and Karen talk to Jane Pooley. And Jane is a UFO experiencer and researcher, and she lives in Australia. Oh, cool. Aliens, UFOs. Yes. And to continue that theme, we have another Australian coming on the show October 15th. And his name is Rob Newitt, and he's with the Terra UFO Network. Wow, we're going to do two Aussie UFO shows? We are. Can you believe it? That's going to be so cool. That's pretty cool. Cheers, mates. Yes, yes. Yes. And then to continue on our October... We are going to have Katie Montana Jordan joining us on October 27th. Love Katie. She is a paranormal investigator with Oregon Paranormal, as well as the team called Paranormal Research and Investigations. So did you say Hannah and Montana? She's, she's, in a, she's an occult specialist as well. Mm-hmm. Yep. I know. Katie, Katie Montana. Montana. Katie Montana. Oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry. I'm excited. Okay, yeah. go ahead. And then also in October the 29th, we're going to have our very own writer who writes for Paranormal Underground magazine come and join us and talk about magic and lore. And her name is Winter Balefire. Excellent. And speaking of the magazine, I do believe that we got in just under the wire, did we not? Mm-hmm. We got our September issue under the wire. You know, with with the traveling to California and getting married and stuff, I was a little bit behind. Oh, well, it's, you know. it's out now. You can go to paranormalunderground.net and get a PDF. You can buy a print copy at magcloud.com. You can go to issue.com and and read for free online, although the newest issue is not up yet, but it will be soon. And um, we have some great, great articles in there. Uh, I think you're going to like it. We have, in fact, I think both of you uh, wrote again for this month. Chuck, you wrote about an urban legend called, is it the the rake or the rake? Yes, the rake? rake. The rake, yep. So that's very interesting. I read it. Mm-hmm. Did you like it? Yes, of course I did. Well, thank you. Mm-hmm. Yes, and w- I had a very interesting dream to interpret this time. The person sending in the dream was very um, specific. Yes. It was as if they knew the information I wanted. <laughs> Whoa, that's very mystical. <laughs> right? I know, it was so weird. It was like somebody read my column and knows the details I like to have to interpret dreams. <laughs> which reminds me, hey... Had a weird dream last night? Send it to us, editor at paranormalunderground.net. Cheryl will uh, anonymize it and send it on to me. And um, I will I will interpret your dream because dreams mean things, folks. Yeah. yeah. And it's amazing because, all right, Karen has interpreted, I don't know how many of my dreams, but quite a few. And I, I can't really make sense of it at all and then Karen interprets the dream symbols and what's going on in the dreams and then it's just crystal clear it's amazing you know the same thing happens to me I'll wake up and I'll be like what the heck was that you know and then I'll sit down and I'll pull out my little dictionary and start interpreting it's like oh wow I'm more messed up than I thought (laughs) yeah I had one of those last night I was like I woke up I was like what in the hell did I just dream about well, send your dreams to editor at paranormalunderground.net. Here's the thing. Even if you don't actually read the magazine, Cheryl is kind enough. Cheryl will be the only person who knows who you are. And she is very discreet. And she will, uh, even if you don't read the magazine, she'll send you the interpretation once I've done it. 
We'll also publish it in the magazine. But again, we can keep you anonymous if that's something that's really important. Or not, hey, they'll just tweet it on Twitter. There you go. That's that's right. <laughs> so I love doing the I love doing the dream interpretations. To me, they're just they're a lot of fun. Um, it's nice to know that I'm not the only one who dreams about really really weird stuff. And did you say that nightmares are dreams too? Or, nightmares. I well, yes. <laughs> separate. Well, well, no, but I'm. But we had this. Talk oh no! Before. Yeah, they're absolutely. Like, you can. I thought they were separate. Like dreams are good, happy things, and nightmares are like holy no, crap. No, not like, necessarily. Sometimes, like the happiest seeming dreams can actually be kind of messed up. You know, and they're, they're, the other thing is there are really common symbols that recur, like this, the one this month and this month's Paranormal Underground talks about um, sea creatures, orcas, and dolphins, and I dream about those all the time. Okay, and that's a symbol. Like, that's yeah. what you mean by symbols. So, like you guys are talking yeah. about symbols tonight. I'm thinking, what do they mean by symbols? Like, you know, an egg Oh, means well, so, like, a, with Reiki, like, yeah. when, you do a, um, when you do distance Reiki, you yes. visualize symbols to okay. help to... to do the Reiki. Like, like a written symbol of some sort. Yeah, like yeah. They kind of look like maybe like an Asian character kind of or Sanskrit okay. or something gotcha. like that. Mm-hmm. Okay. I, 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 you know, the show kept going. I'm like, I'll just... That's I'll like level it. That's like level two Reiki. Okay. All right. Because yeah. I, was, I wasn't understanding that too much. Okay. Cool. Thank you. Thanks for clearing that up, Miss Frazier. Certainly. Yeah, no problem. All right. So anything else we need to get out there, Cheryl, before we sign off from our first MixLR show? Uh, our listeners can go to our social media and follow us there. We're on Facebook, we're on Twitter, we're on Pinterest, we're on Tumblr, yes. and dare I say, we're still on MySpace. Um, There's no MySpace. <laughs> so just just go there, type in Paranormal Underground. It should take you to our social media. You can follow us, and we have uh, posts every now and then about the magazine and the radio show. And then, as always, our website is paranormalunderground.net. We are really out there. And, you know, to all the listeners that do listen, of course, we, we always say we appreciate them, of course. I want you listeners to get other listeners to come forward. Like, you know, your neighbors, your friends, your family. Come on. Just say, hey, come on. Give, give us one shot. I guarantee you once, you, once you listen to us, once you'll be hooked. Just like alcohol. So just Bob's hooked. asking where the prod- podcast will be located. And the podcasts are still going to be, you can access them through paranormalunderground.net, and they're going to be on Podbean. The podcasts aren't changing at all. Oh, that's and iTunes gonna and, and iTunes. everything else. Okay. And they can also find them on MixLR as well. Mm-hmm. That's right. So you have so many ways to listen to us now. There is no excuse not to unless you just yeah. find us annoying, which is possible. <laughs> I don't see how that could possible. I, don't know. I know, right? I don't understand that at all. So. Well, all right. Know. Well, so I, I'm feeling I'm feeling, I'm feeling good. good. I'm feeling yeah. good about MixLR. I think we're going to like this. I think we're going to like it here. Mm-hmm. I was feeling a little weird earlier, but I believe it was gas, and now it's passed, so I'm good now. Bob says we're annoying but cute. I'm, I assume he's talking about you, Chuck, that you're annoying but cute. Uh, oh, oh, thanks. Throw me under the bus. Here comes the big yellow thing. There goes Chucky G. Thanks very much. Oh, so that's it. That's it. We've done it. We we made it through it. the first show. Cheryl, yeah. you did a fantastic job with your new board yeah. controls. Are you, are you feeling more relaxed? I am. I can sleep well tonight. There you Good. go. Got the clicks down. We got the we got the five four three two one or uh, sorry one two three four five whatever it was it versus the versus the okay we're live now go 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 okay we can't we can't do any more of that stuff scared the hell out of me can't do that all right so here's the thing uh, thanks we'll be back we'll be back next week here on MixLR six p.m. Pacific nine p.m. Eastern eight p.m. Central and other times in other flyover states yeah I did that. 
It's eight to ten central, people. Eight to I, ten. I said eight. I said eight p.m. central. That's right. I'm just resaying. I'm resaying it. Can I resay it? You would just right. think that you would be happy that I would even mention Central Time. <laughs> I'm trying to change my ways here, Chuck. Okay, all I right. Use I some encouragement. You. I love you. Thank you very much. All right. So thank you, everybody, for listening to Paranormal Underground Radio in the Dark here on MixLR. We'll talk back at you next week. Good night. Good night. If you'd like to be a guest on Paranormal Underground Radio in the Dark, Email us at editor at paranormalunderground.net. And until next week, remember this. If something looks out of place or doesn't feel quite right, it could just be something paranormal.